there, out there in podcast land. Hi. Oh, hi, Robert. Oh, hi, Andy Rosalie's here. <laughs> We're Rosalie and... Robert. And we are... Um, um... <laughs> We're here at, at uh, uh, Villa de Abbey oh, Alley. And the south crazy. side of Mingo. Yes, and yes. this is called... I took a right turn. Yes, yes. We want to take a right turn today and talk about a very important subject, and that is the nature of man. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody has human nature, and uh, that's something you can't get away from because you're like a human. <laughs> so you can't get away from it. Yeah. You know, and what we want to talk about is how man's nature is to have free choice. Yes, that's God, how the Lord created us. God created us with free choice. He didn't want robots. He wanted us to make a, a free choice to uh, believe in him and follow him. Uh, if he wanted robots, he could have easily made robots, but he didn't. He made human beings, and we have free choice. But doesn't that free choice extend past accepting him? You know, Isn't it about everything in life being a free choice? I would think so, since that is our basic nature, that it should be. You know, think about it. At the very beginning, God created man, he created woman, and he put them in the, the Garden of Eden, and they had what? They had a choice. They could either choose God and just live there, and they could still be there, or they could eat of the fruit of the two trees that are in the midst of the garden that he said, don't eat of those, those fruits. I mean, he said, there's everything else in the garden. You have everything you want. But of those two trees, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life, don't eat of those. And he gave them that choice. And humanity at the very beginning made the wrong choice. You know, and we as Christians believe that that's what caused the fall of man and everything. But it didn't negate the fact that humans have choice. Thank God. Thank God. Although I do feel, um, I wasn't going to get real political, but I do feel that some of my free choices are being taken from me right now. So. Well, that, that is a discussion for another day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to talk about. Uh oh, we weren't going to do that. Yeah, we weren't. No, we're not. That is, what I really wanted to talk about today was just the basic nature of man and that it is in our nature as part of our human DNA, our makeup, that to have free choice so that anything that restricts our choice is a, is unnatural. That's, that's the point I really want to make is that, you know, when we have, you know, people say, you know, I teach history and I teach political science and things like that and uh, have students sometimes ask me, well, you know, what's the best economic system or political system, you know? And I always come back to, well, Look at the basic nature of human human beings. We're, we're made to have free choice. So systems that are designed without free choice embedded in them are not naturally conducive to human beings. You know, and when you look at like economic systems, there's say capitalism, mercantilism, there's uh, fascism, there's socialism, there's communism. Out of all of those isms, the only one that has freedom embedded in it is capitalism, because the entire basis of capitalism is free choice. You know, it has to be a, 
a myriad of people making free choices. Otherwise, it's not truly capitalism, it's something else. Cool. Yeah. You know, because you look at, and then economic systems as worked out politically, you know, take socialism or fascism or communism or mercantilism or capitalism. How are they worked out? Well, all of them except true capitalism is imposed by a government and regulated by a government and therefore, you know, they're making command decisions and that takes away the free choice of individuals. You know, it's like when you have a, a commissar or somebody in, in uh, the central power deciding, well, we're going to make 800 cars this year. Well, that isn't a company or people making a free choice how many cars they want to make as many cars as they think they can sell. No, they're making as many cars as they think people deserve to have or, you know, they decide they need or whatever their basis of their decision. It's not giving people that those free choices. So I've always contended that any economic system that takes away those free choices is, is unnatural and uh, cannot lead to a good end because it doesn't really fit with how human beings are made. Well, I have always thought capitalism is the way to go, but I know there's some who don't agree with that. But I have a question for you. What is mercantilism? I've never heard of that one. Oh, okay, mercantilism. Well, mercantilism is an economic system wherein the state believes that everything all economic activity within the state should stay within the state. You know, that it should, uh, its end purpose is to make the state stronger. You know, and it was like the system, that was the system the, the English had when they founded colonies in America because what they wanted to do was they needed a, they wanted a place where they could get raw materials and bring them over to England, turn them into manufactured goods, then export the manufactured goods back to the colonists. The colonists would buy them, and it would be a whole economic system revolving around going, every, all the money ends up going back to the home country, to the, the main country, the state. And so that was uh, in the late Middle Ages, the Renaissance time, you know, of the time of founding colonies, it was basically all based on mercantilism. And uh, very similar, there's a lot of um, ideas that are embedded in that that are used by China today. China just wants to, everything that, the, everything that a Chinese company does is actually, you know, not to make the people who own the company richer or better or anything like that, but to en enhance the power of the state. You know, and people getting rich on the side is an ancillary result of it. The main result that they're seeking is to make the state stronger. And when you say state, you don't mean like the state of Iowa or the state of Minnesota? No, I mean the government. Okay. The government, well, yeah. So some people might not have understood well, that. Well, yeah, that's true. But uh, looking at like the divine right kings, there was, there's a famous statement by Louis the Fourteenth of France who, when somebody said, well, is that good for the state? He says, well, I am the state, mm -hmm. you know. And so today we don't have so many divine right monarchs, but we do have 
you know, governments that, that act as if they are divine right. But, you know, getting back to it even with capitalism, nobody within the sound of this has ever lived under a true capitalistic system. No one, it doesn't exist anywhere on earth. Every system that, even the ones who claim to be capitalists, such as our own, are, are mixed systems. There, there's a lot of socialism mixed into it and a lot of government control and a lot of uh, regulation, you know, that uh, a lot of us agree with, you know, that it's there to keep people safe or whatever or make things fair, you know, but every regulation of the government takes away choices from people. You know, obviously some choices might lead to harm to others and, and most people would agree we want to, you know, stop people from getting harmed. But at the same time, you know, the freedom to choose what you buy, when you buy, and as a business owner, what you make and what you sell are the important things as far as an economic system. You know, if we wanted to talk about political systems, that would be another thing. Well, so the nature of man is for freedom. And what happens then to that nature when man feels like his freedoms are being taken from him? Well, then, then they're put in a position that's unnatural, and a human being then cannot become everything they could be in this world. But here's the, here's the really good thing with God. No one can ever take away our choice to choose him. I mean, they can beat us up, they can throw us in prison, they can do anything, they can cut off our hands or feet or our tongue or anything else. We can still, within our heart, choose God. And that's the most important thing, you know, that God has said to us. And what he says one place in, in Deuteronomy, he says, I'm setting before you today good and evil, you know, life and death. And you choose which you want, you know. Uh, that's where uh, Joshua ends up saying, I don't know about you, but as for me and my house, I, will, I choose life. I choose God. Mm -hmm. And so in the ultimate sense, no one can ever really take our our freedom away, our freedom of choice to choose God. But they can take away our freedom of choice in many, many other areas. And that was what I was getting at today, is that the basic nature of God, of man, as God given and God created, is freedom of choice. And so when we, we look at systems, you know, economic or political, and if we want to judge them, is this a godly system? We could ask ourselves easily, does it enhance human freedom or does it detract from human freedom? Uh-huh. If it doesn't enhance it, It detracts not. from it. Well, of course. Yeah. But it's not of God then if it doesn't. Well, it's not godly. Right. You know, I, I wouldn't say that God sat up there and said, well, you know, I want everybody to have this, you know, like look in the Bible. He want, he God wanted to be the head of everything. And he, he would send judges and prophets to, to deal with the people, but then the people said, hey, we want a king so that we can be like the nations all around us. This is Israel, you know, and even today, you know, uh, in the Muslim countries, that's why they believe, they don't believe in democracy because they believe God should be the head of the, the country and as, as influenced and or as interpreted by his teachers, the imams, you know, uh, and that is really a godly system. You know, we just feel that it might not be the right God. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, 
And so we're Christians, as we make no bones about it, anybody listening to this, we're not apologizing, we're not ever saying we're anything other than Christians. We believe that God is the God of the Bible, and that as represented in Jesus, he is the physical uh, embodiment of God, the incarnation. And uh, so we believe that uh, you follow biblical principles and have godly government, have godly free enterprise. Because that's our nature. That is our nature. And if we go against it, how are you ever going to be happy? That's true. Yeah. yeah. How will you ever be content? How will you ever know peace if you're living in a, a way that is not natural? Okay. So I guess that sort of sums it up. <laughs> and I think that, that about does it for today. <laughs> Thank y'all. Have a great one. <laughs> yeah.